Now, Birdsong, fun and fascinating talk about the top stories in today's headlines. Birdsong may just be the most qualified talk show host in the business, thanks to his many careers in law, government, and education. Here's your host, Leonard Birdsong. This is Birdsong back with you. How are you folks? I feel good. This is Birdsong. I've got EJ here with me, and she's my friend. We're going to talk about some things today on our program, of course, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the news. We have some dumb criminal law stories for you. we got a Paul Harvey story for you. we got some riddles. Let's jump right on in to the news. You know there's never any fake news on Birdsong. Well, the best news for people who are Democrats, that the midterm elections last Tuesday flipped the House of Representatives from the GOP to the Democrats. However, the Republicans still have a majority in the Senate. However, with the midterms, this may be a different change. The Washington, Port, uh, Washington Post reports that Democrats seize control of the House and uh, drew record numbers of voters to the polls and opened the door to tougher oversight of the White House over the next two years. This uh, was a dramatic conclusion of the most expensive and consequential midterms in modern times. Um, Democrats, however, still may be bringing more people in. Right now, the results I have, there are 220 seats of Republicans in the House of Representatives. About 100 of these are women which is very interesting, the most number of women who have been in the House of Representatives ever. Are so, those, you said, I'm sorry, you said 220 Republicans? No, I didn't say that. If I said that, it was a mistake. 220 Democrats are now will, in the House. Will be. They are already 220 who have won elections, and they expect 10 more will be coming in. Okay, in January, they will be in the Congress. That's exactly right. I'm just I'm just going on some results here that I have from the Tuesday night election. I see. And what what is uh, proposed? Not proposed. It seems as if there will be a hundred women in the Congress of the United States. We know right now that at least eighty four of them will be Democrats, not Republicans. So Democrats have. The majority of the House of Representatives. That's good news for Democrats. There's, That's good news for the country. May well be. It could be a, what would you call it, well, oversight of President Trump. We will see. And just that their regular responsibility is to oversee activities of the executive branch. And that's what the Republicans have not been doing for the last two years, in my opinion. Well, there, people say people say they want to have people in there. Republicans say they want to have people who support the president. And that's fine to support him, but that doesn't mean that you give up your responsibilities, uh, constitutional responsibilities for oversight. That's why we have three equal branches of government. Well, that is well-spoken, but we will see what happens. I hope the Democrats will oversee some of the things that our president has been doing. There is other good news. Now, this comes from 
some information I, I read about the day before our midterm elections. This was in the Orlando Sentinel. That's a newspaper down in Florida. One by one, three dozen people, some black, some white, kneeled in the old black section of Orlando's Greenwood Cemetery and filled a glass jar one scoop at a time with dirt from the grave of Julie Perry, who was lynched in in Orange County 98 years ago for encouraging other black people to go out and vote. Julie Perry, as I understand it, actually did cast his vote in Orange County, and he uh, tried to get others to do that, but he was lynched. That is, he was killed. Exercising his right. That's right. People now say he gave his life so other people can vote. The event of this ceremony in the formerly segregated cemetery inspired the National Memorial for Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama, and the Equal Rights Initiative, which built the shrine, was to honor lynching victims. So I think this is very good. Perry was one of among 33 lynching victims in Orange County um, because of the mob action when he voted in 1918, 98 years ago. So the ceremony marked the sacrifice of Perry and uh, led to black voting or more of that black voting in Florida. Well, that re- that that's, uh, reminds me of what Oprah Winfrey said when she supported the gubernatorial candidate in Georgia, uh, Stacey Abrams. She talked about all people's blood, sweat, and tears uh, that were shed to uh, help blacks vote in the South who were who had the right to. And yet this shenanigans and threats and terrorists went after blacks to discourage them to vote. And it was very discouraging. Other good news, Mexico City. You know, President Trump talked about the migration or the migrant, what is it, invasion that's coming. Well, here there's some information that Mexico City Stadium provides immigrants shelter, care, and food. This was a day before the election last week. comes from Mexico City. Thousands of Central American migrants traveling in a caravan arrived in the Mexican capital, Mexico City, Monday, that is, the day before the election, and began to fill up a sports stadium, uh, still hundreds of miles from their goal of reaching the United States a day before the midterm elections, which President Trump has made their journey, or did make their journey, a central campaign issue. By afternoon, 2,000 or more people had arrived at the uh, Jesus Martinez Stadium in Mexico City. Some of them um, had children with them. Some of them had to go to the health clinic there. Some of them were cooking. But they have been promised safe passage and rest by the Mexican government until they want to move on to the United States. Well, I'm glad to hear that. There, we talk about them being Mexicans or Hondurans or Salvadorians. They're all Hispanics. They speak the same language. They're na- they live in neighboring countries. Mexico should be providing 
assistance to them and offering them uh, an opportunity to settle right there. They shouldn't have to wear out their shoes, wear out their feet, um, and put themselves through that stress by coming all the way to the United States. Mexico has the same policy. They should be trying to accommodate them there in a country where they their cultural um, culture is sim- more similar than ours. Yeah, well, those are, those are good points. I um, I understand that Mexico does have asylum, just like we do. Most people who, most countries that are in the uh, United Nations have signed the refugee treaty. That was years ago. But they don't allow as many refugees as the United States does. But they are doing something good. They're helping them out. So good for the Mexicans. And they're offering asylum some kind of asylum. They spoke on it um, recently. All right. Here's another good story. The Department of Justice lawyers failed to halt suits against Trump and the emoluments case. Good. Story says a federal judge denied the Justice Department efforts to halt legal proceedings in a case accusing President Donald Trump of violating the Constitution, opening the door for his president's critics to uh, gain access to financial records related to his Washington, D.C. hotel, which is about four blocks from the White House. Trump uh, has been fighting multiple lawsuits that argue that foreign representatives spending money at the Trump International Hotel is a violation of the Constitution's emoluments clause, which bans federal officials from accepting benefits from foreign or state governors with governments rather without congressional approval. These lawsuits are going to move on now to the discovery phase. That means we will be finding out more about how much money Trump is getting from countries that bring their diplomats and others to the Trump Hotel and spend a lot of money. It's, filed, it's filed a, that lawsuit? The, the, law, <clears throat> the lawsuit has been filed by the Attorney General of Washington, D.C. and the state of Maryland. Good. Okay, that's bring in, okay? Yeah, because you've got hotels right down the street. I've been there, and uh, there are two, at least two hotels that are closer to uh, the White House than Trump's hotel, about two blocks closer. You've got the uh, Marriott. You've got the W. You've got um, the Washington Hotel, I think it's called. Three hotels who are missing out on all that business because these people are obviously staying at his hotel and holding events at his hotel. To curry to cu- favor. To curry favor, exactly. And that's just what the Constitution Emoluments Clause wants to do away with. He's the first president in recorded memory that's done this kind of thing. Not wants to do away with it. It's not. It doesn't allow. Well, he is the 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 clause says you shouldn't do this, but right. he's gone on and done it. And there have been few presidents that we can ever remember who's violated the emoluments right. clause. All right. So that's the good news. Now on to some bad news. The first part of bad news comes from a story that has to do with Mr. Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen. It's over racist remarks that Mr. Trump may have said. According to this story, 
President Donald Trump's former lawyer says that the reality TV star frequently made offensive and racist comments in private, even telling him during the 2016 campaign he believed black people are too stupid to vote for me. (laughs) Well, he, Michael Cohen, told this to uh, Vanity Fair magazine last week. Also, years earlier, Cohen says that Shortly after the death of Nelson Mandela, Mr. Cohen says that uh, Trump asked him to name any one country run by a black person that's not an asshole country. Name one city. Also, Cohen has recalled a trip in 2000 in which he and Trump were riding in a car through a neighborhood, a rundown neighborhood in Chicago on the way to a business meet meeting, and Trump noted his surroundings and said, it's something to the effect only blacks could live like this. Now, why is Mr. Cohen saying all these things and are they true? Are they true? Probably so. But Mr. Cohen says he chose to share his stories now because he wants to clear his own conscience and warn voters about what he sees as the president's true nature in advance of the midterm election. Well, many of us know the man is a racist. So by his right, so by the way his father the, has trained him by their uh, not allowing blacks to uh, be accepted into the buildings that they owned in Brooklyn, and um, this is just more evidence of it. And he's got some nerve. The reason blacks ha- li- accepted those living conditions was because of people like him who didn't allow them to move into the con- better conditions that his buildings were offering. That's absolutely right. Well, whether he is a racist or not, he's still the president of the United States. Some of his power will be checked by the new Congress that's going to come and be seated in January 2019. More bad news. You may have heard about this one. The headline, she was white and hot, she said, and found herself in a racist video. Two black women were waiting for AAA, said they could smell alcohol on the breath of Susan Westwood. She was slurring her words. She was unsteady. And she approached the two women who were sitting in the parking lot in Charlotte, North Carolina. Miss Westwood had no trouble conveying a racially tinged message straight out of the Jim Crow era. She said she's white. And she told the two black women and a resident of the apartment complex in one of the city's most exclusive neighborhoods where they happen to be standing. She makes, she said, $125,000 a year and pays hefty rent, and her children attend the Myers Park High School. So what are you guys doing here on a Friday night? I'm white, and I'm hot, so what are you doing here? Well, the black women took out their cell phones and recorded this foolishness. Miss Westwood went on to say that, um, where's your baby's daddy? I carry a concealed weapon. I hope I don't have to pull it out. I hope you're not here selling drugs. Well, the the two women called 911. The police showed up, and uh, they basically heard the lady's stories about waiting for AAA, not doing anything against the law. And uh, the officer who took the purport from the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Police Department, 
says that uh, they've charged Ms. Westwood of two counts of communicating threats and two counts of simple assault. Now, that sounds like the end of the story, but it isn't. You know, this $125,000 job she had was true. She worked for a tech company. That's what allowed her to live in this expensive place. The boss heard about it on Monday. This happened on a weekend. On Tuesday, she was fired. No more $125,000 job. She's still white. We don't know if she's still hot, but she is unemployed. <laughs> oh, well, she got to submit her 30-day notice to her apartment building. You you didn't mention why those women were there. She, they were visiting somebody, weren't they? Well, one of them lived there, and one was oh, visiting. Right? The one oh. that was visiting her relative, I don't know if it was a cousin or sister, uh-huh. When she wanted to leave or started to leave, she went down and tried to start a car, and a car didn't start. The battery was down. So she asked her sister to come down there or her other relative come down and sit in the car and wait for AAA. She called AAA, Uh and this is when uh, the two of them are in the car, and this is when the woman comes and starts harassing them. Police say she didn't have a gun, although she said she did. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know. These people sometimes well, just should mind their own business. This is just uh, getting ridiculous. All right, so we. Well, she was drinking too. That's yeah. Another problem. So we've heard the good news. We've heard some bad news, and now the ugly news. In my opinion, the first part of the ugly news: President Donald Trump said last week that he plans to sign an order in the coming week. That would lead to the large-scale detention of migrants crossing the border and bar anyone caught crossing illegally from claiming asylum. Now, it's probably unconstitutional or illegal to do this sort of thing because we've signed on to international treaties that say we have to at least listen to people who are seeking asylum and find if there's a credible threat. You can't just stop people from doing it. U.S. immigration laws make clear that migrants seeking asylum may do so either at or between border crossings. But Trump says he would limit that to official crossing points. The U.S. also doesn't have space at the border to manage a large-scale detention of migrants. But Mr. Trump says we have a lot of tents, and that's where we're going to hold them. Ugly, ugly, ugly. I hope he won't do anything or try to do anything so foolish. These people are not coming here to hurt us. They're trying to escape fear and not so much war, but criminality where they live. The other ugly news before we move on to other things comes from this race out of Georgia that is not really ended yet is the time of this program. The uh, Georgia Secretary of State is a man by the name of Brian Kemp. He's also running for governor of the state. But he said on Sunday, the Sunday before the election, that the Democratic Party of Georgia has failed at its attempt to hack voters' registration systems. Now, there is no proof. Democrats and commentators who believe Kemp should not oversee an election in which he's competing immediately condemn the announcement, which contained no details on the alleged cyber crime that Brian Kemp is alleging. He he says that uh, there are 
Brian Kemp, I'm sorry, he is sure that there was cyber bullying activity and cyber hacking, but he does not have any evidence. Supposedly, the investigation was launched on a Saturday. We really don't have any information, but it may have thrown Miss, what's her name, Stacey Abrams' campaign into a tailspin. Right now, the uh, decision who has not come around as to who has actually won the election because there may have to be a runoff. Georgia has a runoff state law if both people get a certain amount less than 50% of the vote there will be a runoff so right. we will so we'll see candidate. see what happens yeah. there was a third candidate so that's why you know the result, the runoff would take place less than 50 well but i think this is just ugly i have ugly. no i have no reason and no one has any reason to believe that stacy abrams would cyber or pull off a cyber attack against the voting in Georgia when she wants to be the governor. Look, this is Birdsong. You're hearing our news and our opinions. I'm here with EJ. There's no fake news on Birdsong. We have more time, but right now we're going to take a pause for the cause. Stick with us. There's more to come. Birdsong, we're back with you. We've been talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly news of the day and of the week, the past week. We just learned today that the Attorney General has just resigned at the request of Mr. Trump. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions, who was once the senator from Alabama, became a stout Trump supporter. He's the first senator that came out in favor of Trump's candidacy. Trump made him his attorney general. The attorney general is a top lawyer in the country. He's not just the private lawyer for the president. He's the law enforcement person for all of the country. At any rate, as you probably know, that Mr. Sessions had fallen out of favor with President Trump. President Trump has wanted to get rid of him, and now he's accomplished it. I'm not sure if this is good or bad, but it probably isn't good for Democrats. We'll see what happens. I call it bad. Trump probably made the decision, was working, deciding on it based on whether the Democrats took back the House. So now he wants a private, his own private attorney in that position. And remember, Jeff Sessions recused himself on the Russian investigation. So he dis- now that the uh, House can investigate Trump, uh, I say can, will be willing to do it, do their job, then he needs his private attorney to help him through that. Yeah, well, he's not supposed to have a private attorney doing that as attorney general. Oh, he has not. He has private lawyers. Well, again, I will just say that there's more news coming in as we take this program. I just learned that Jeff Sessions' chief of staff, a fellow by the name of Matt Whitaker, would become the new acting attorney general until another one is uh, 
I guess, confirmed by the Senate. Supposedly, Matt Whitaker has written op-ed pieces opposing Mueller's investigation. He wants to defund the uh, investigation, and he doesn't believe that the Congress or the special counsel can look at Donald Trump's finances. Stay, stay tuned, kids. There's more to come. I was just going to say, isn't this the guy that Trump met with? I think Trump met with uh, Jeff Sessions' chief of staff and seemed to be trying to curry favor with him some uh, within the last month. And the thought was that he was going to uh, appoint him into this, this position. Well, we will see. Uh, I didn't hear. I hadn't heard that news. What might happen, though, is that with the Democrats having control of the House of Representatives, they may pass legislation keeping Mueller's investigation going. We will see. Stay tuned, as I said. Let's do some dumb criminal law stories. We've been talking about some heavy stuff here. There are some things here that are a little bit lighter. Our first story today comes from Maryland. Headline says, Dine and Dash Dummy. A man chowed down at restaurants and then dashed out before paying, only to later write glowing reviews of the food online. The serial dine and dasher who is known for wearing a fedora hat struck more than a dozen restaurants and bars and coffee shops in the Baltimore area. Afterward, he left several five-star reviews on TripAdvisor. One of them was gushing, and it said of the eateries, or one of the eateries in all capital letters, a treat, a real treat, followed by four exclamation points. Must have been really good food. <laughs> Dine and dash dummy. Story from Michigan. Headline, Fool's Gold. A stack of fake gold bars made from foam rubber that a flooring store was planning to use for a promotion were stolen by a crook who thought that they were the real thing. Rowdy Lapham, who owns the Old Gold Flooring Store in Grand Rapids, Michigan, says the bars are squeezable and were supposed to be used for stress relief. The store's motto is stress-free flooring. Fool's gold, though. (laughs) This next story comes from New Zealand. The headline, they say he was getting the shaft. We learned that an Auckland, New Zealand man was so fed up with his pothole complaints being ignored, he spray-painted cartoon penises on the road to get officials' attention. And the the startled authorities now say they will look into the issue. Cartoon penises? (laughs) They say he was getting the shaft. I don't know. Let's come back home. Oklahoma. Headline, burn, baby, burn. A man who was arrested for drunken driving made matters worse when he allegedly set fire to his booking paperwork in front of the police officers. Michael Sanchez, 30 years old, was arrested for running a stop sign, but police in the town of Sapulo, Oklahoma, tacked on an arson charge after he set his booking papers on fire with his cigarette lighter. Burn, baby, burn. (laughs) Here's one from Pennsylvania. I mean... E.J., I really want you to hear this one. The headline says, Huge Stink Over Road Rage. A Pennsylvania man got so angry during an argument at an intersection, he allegedly pooped on another driver to get revenge. 
Henry Weaver, 69, was charged with harassment for allegedly pulling the, quote, crappy move on Route 309 in Heidelberg Township. What state is this? Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, God. All right, here's one from Russia. Headline. Remember that old Marvin Gaye song, Let's Get It On? That's the headline. Let's get it on. An amorous couple in the city of Yaroslav, north of Moscow, was caught having sex in full view in an all-glass cab of a giant Ferris wheel. The Randy Rotators face a possible fine of up to 15 jail, 15 days in jail and a money fine, authorities say. Let's get it on. Were they posting this online? No, they were doing it, I guess, in a, at a, uh, what, an amusement the park, park that had a, you know, I, I, I don't know, when the That's spirit crazy. hits you, you gotta do it, I guess. <laughs> That's like a mile high club. Yeah. <laughs> this next story is from Tennessee. Any of you heard of the naked cowboy far off the range? No. That's the headline. A naked cowboy far off the range. Jacob Hodge, 28, of Madisonville, Tennessee, dressed like the Times Square naked cowboy in underwear and a 10-gallon hat. That's a guy who go, goes around with New York Times or New York uh, City playing his guitar only in a pair of underwear and his 10-gallon hat. Well, anyway, Jacob Hodge was arrested for allegedly drunken and cursing and roughing up a police officer at a Walmart. In Madisonville, Hodge was charged with public intoxication, disorderly conduct, and resisting arrest. We hope they made him put on clothes, too. <laughs> a naked cowboy far off the range, that's for sure. Here's a funny one. No, it's not funny. It's a strange one. Headline, Hiss, Hiss, Bite. A Texan decapitated a rattlesnake, but it bit him anyway. Milo Sutcliffe and his wife Jennifer were doing yard work at their Lake Corpus Christi home when the four-foot-long snake emerged. Milo attacked it with a shovel, lopping off its head. The head bit him when he tried to toss it in the trash. Milo needed 26 doses of anti-venom, wow. his wife said. My, my, my. So it still had the muscles working. I guess so. Maybe the brain was still working. Ukraine, headline, get a room, not a roof, read the headline. Oh, God, here goes another one. A horny couple risk their lives having sex on the sloped roof of a four-story building in the city of Lviv. At one point, they rolled very close to the edge. Quote, go for it, go for it, the photographer who posted it on social media yelled. Go for it. They didn't fall off the roof. Thank heavens. Last story today, and I'm going to get on to some riddles. United Kingdom. Headline. What boobs did this? It's been reported that a British woman went into surgery and awoke to find surgeons had given her unwanted breast implants, according to a lawsuit. Her name, Donna White, 44. She says that doctors at the Great Western Hospital in Wiltshire, England, were supposed to perform a double mastectomy, which she had requested because her family has a history of breast cancer. 
Instead, she claims the professional boobs stuffed her with large fake breasts without her consent. <laughs> what boobs did this? <laughs> Those are your dumb criminal stories for this week. These stories never go away. They're all true. You can read some more of them on my blog, birdsongslaw.com, or you can buy my books on amazon.com. Just type in Professor Birdsong's Dumb Criminals. All right, riddles. They're corny, but they're funny. First riddle of the day, EJ. Why did the rabbit go to the barber? Why did the rabbit go to the barber? All right, we'll come back to you. Second riddle. What do you call a wolf man that plays golf? What do you call a wolf man that plays golf? Finally, what did the monster truck say to the car? Those are the three riddles for this week. We're going to take another pause for the cause, and we're going to come back with a Paul Harvey story for you. Stick with us. There's more to learn. Song back with you here, having fun on the radio, glad to be here. My friend EJ is here. She's been contributing to the conversation today. We talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly of the news. Read you some dumb criminal law stories, some riddles. Maybe you're thinking about them. Now there's a Paul Harvey story that I want to read for you. It's called the McCarthy era. That's the name. It has been called the McCarthy era. The big war was over. An entire nation breathed a sigh of relief. A new mission was at hand under the banner of conservatism. It seemed that the people, though weary of bloodshed, were not yet weary of war. The new, illustrative enemy was liberalism. The conflict, ideological. Although most close sides... Nope. Although most chose sides and although many took up arms, history tells us that the conservative banner was lofted the highest by one man. Some called him a saint. Other called him a devil. His name? Joseph McCarthy. In the calm retrospective review was his era. We see him as the reflected image of a nation seeking stability. Many would still consent contend that his crusade was justified, that his cause, although now outdated, served its purpose in the time. Among his enemies, some forgave him, others never forgot, but the world has yet to recognize the rest of the story. It has been called the McCarthy era, perhaps incorrectly, for it was a period in the history of a great country that, for better or worse, belonged to everyone. Contrary to popular suspicion, Joseph McCarthy did not create a client of retribution against liberalism. It was already there. Even before his rise to prominence, a nation of people sorely feared the enemy in their midst, sought desperately for a spokesman in government. Joseph McCarthy was that voice. Ostensibly, his crusade was sanctioned by the highest authority in the land, 
although public reinforcement of this sanction was never necessary. With increased authority and rapidly mounting popular support, Joseph McCarthy set out to do battle with those who would dismantle the old order. From his seat in government, he named names. Many of those prestigious ones lost their prestige, never to regain it. With the same bulldog tenacity he demonstrated during the war, Joseph McCarthy clung to the new cause. He attacked the unrestricted freedom of the press, which had made him a hero. The press was potentially a tool of evil, he said, undeniably subversive. And in the McCarthy era, it seemed that subversives were everywhere. In the progress of continuing in the process of the continuing witch hunt, a high-ranking officer in the nation's own military was disgraced. At least when Joseph McCarthy's crusade of conservatism came to an end, his enemies vowed it would never happen again. But it did happen again, thousands of miles away, and a century and a half later. It happened all over again. In America, for the idol. For the ideology, for the ideology torn nation we've been describing was France, the era of the early 19th century. The highest authority in the land who delegated the dirty work to someone else was King Louis the 18th. The liberal baiting government based crusader was Count Robert Joseph McCarthy. And France survived. Now you know the rest of the story. The story is written by Paul Errant, Paul Harvey's son. Strange ending, ending, huh? All right, think about it. Let's take a little break. We'll be back. Got some answers to the riddles and thought of the week. So happy to be here with you. Stick with us. on back with you. Hope you're enjoying the show. We're coming to the end. EJ's here with me. Let's get the answers to the riddles. EJ, what did the rabbit... Nope. Why did the rabbit go to the barber? Why did the rabbit go to the barber? Oh, no. No clue. To get a hair cut. H-A-R-E. I got it. Ha, ha, I should have gotten that one. <laughs> Second one. What do you call a wolf man that plays golf? What do you call a wolf man that plays golf? Je ne sais quoi. That means you don't know? Yep. Okay. You call a wolf man that plays golf Harry Putter. <laughs> Harry Putter, get it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. Yeah. Why or what did the monster truck say to the car? What did the monster truck say to the car? Honk, honk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> eh, that's maybe close. No. The monster truck said to the car, I've got a crush on you. Oh, <laughs> you never go to any of those monster truck 
shows. <laughs> they crush cars and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's what men like. Okay. All right. Here is my words of wisdom for this week. And think about this. I'm ready. I if, like these. Good. If you go to work on your goals, your goals will go to work on you. If you go to work on your plan, your plan will go to work on you. Whatever good things we build end up building us. Think about it. Very true. Some people don't plan at all. That's the problem. All right, so we've done the riddles, and we had the thought of the day. I guess it's time, EJ, to sign off. Why don't you tell, give us some French sign-off? Marche bien, au revoir, à bientôt. À bientôt, auf Wiedersehen, bis nächsten Mal, adios, bye con Dios, bye-bye. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. This is Birdsong. Stay with us. We've got more for you in the coming weeks.